Hi, my name is Emily Davis, and welcome to Through the Seasons Podcast. During this podcast, we will come together through any season of life to be reminded of God's goodness and sovereignty. Whether you are on your way to work, running another errand, drinking a cup of coffee, or wherever else God has you, I am so happy that you are here joining me today. Hey guys, so I'm super excited you're here joining in on the Through the Seasons podcast. This is my second official episode, and I am so thankful for the feedback. I've absolutely loved getting to hear from those that have listened and shared, and I would just love for you to continue sharing and giving me any feedback or maybe sharing with how the episode touched your life and story, and it's just been such a good ride already and I'm super excited for what is in store with this podcast and today I'm going to share a little bit of my story. Last uh, episode I spoke on my why and touched on my story here and there but um, today I'm just going to dive into one piece of my story. I can't wait to share you know some more parts but today is specifically on my postpartum journey and you know I want to go ahead and say at first that this is my story it's different than anyone else's Um, there might be some similarities with my story as yours or someone you know but this is specifically my story and so I don't want anyone to you know feel like you're supposed to feel this way or anything because that's not that's not the case. Honestly, I just want to share my story and then give you some tips on how I navigated through it. And for those that are listening that um, maybe you don't have kids or you don't want kids or, or even you didn't struggle with postpartum, I still would recommend listening to this episode because there are just some things that can help you navigate any hard season, I really feel like, because what God brought into my life really brought just redemption into a hard, hard season for me. And so I feel like postpartum is talked about, but probably not as much as it should be. We have like two appointments after you have a baby, but it kind of just stops from there. But anyways, before I go into that spill, I just, I'm super excited to share this with you. And so before I get started, I want to pray and then I will share my story of postpartum. So dear God, I just thank you so much for today. I thank you for all those that are listening, whether it's when the episode comes out or later or re-listening. Lord, I'm just so thankful that you've given me a platform to just share what you've done in my life. And I pray that this is Uh, all glory to you and that it can just help all those around and please just speak through me and we love you and praise you in Jesus name. Amen. So I want to go ahead and say that I have two children here on earth. I shared that in my last episode and with my first child Mo and I will share my story on her eventually but with her I really didn't experience any postpartum. I think a lot of that was my situation, but it it really wasn't anything with postpartum, I don't think. And then my husband and I, we had a miscarriage. And um, so obviously there was grief within that, but didn't experience postpartum because I didn't 
you know, give birth to a baby here. And um, so anyways, when I had Warren, I, I didn't really think I would have postpartum in the way that I had postpartum. I thought that I might struggle a lot with just, you know, wanting or feeling guilty, I guess, for the baby I lost. But, you know, I was just so pumped because Warren really, you know, is a gift to us and both all of my kids are, but he was a gift in being my rainbow baby. You know, we prayed for him specifically because I, I wanted to be pregnant. We wanted another child and I didn't, I didn't want to experience another miscarriage. And so, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I would have postpartum the way I did. But anyway, so I'll share more about you know, my miscarriage in another episode, but my pregnancy with Warren was really hard. I got pregnant in December and I got COVID in January and it just sent my pregnancy downward, I feel like, because um, I was sick until about 16 weeks, like couldn't look at food, couldn't smell food. I just, it, I threw up everything, I feel like. And I kind of stayed sick until 22 weeks, but it got better from like 16 to 22, and then I got better after. But, you know, I got tons of infections while pregnant with him. Uh, it was just a roller coaster. Like, boys are just roller coasters, <laughs> even as I'm raising him now. And so, you know, it was it was a tough pregnancy on my body and even mentally as I was navigating grief and, um, you know just wishing my mother-in-law was there and navigating that with also, you know, there was people around me pregnant and just taking it all in. And right at the end of my pregnancy, uh, Brandon had a job issue. And so it was just a whole lot of ups and downs. But anyways, so I was super excited though. I was so thankful that God gave, you know, Warren to us and when I went in to have him, he was definitely different than Mahoney. He did not want to come out, and the epidural, my body reacted so differently to my epidural with him than Mo. And so I, it it was tough, but it got better. Uh, I only pushed for like five minutes, and he came, and he was perfect. He he was just great, and so. Anyways, we didn't really let people come to the hospital, but we went home and let our friends and family come, and it was great. I was exhausted. I was trying to breastfeed, but I was so happy. I mean, I, I had my daughter. I had my baby, and Brandon and I were, you know, just in bliss, exhausted bliss, <laughs> but Anyway, so I seemed to be doing pretty good for the first couple of weeks. Breastfeeding was really hard on me, and I, I do think that breastfeeding contributed to my postpartum a good bit. It just wasn't for me like it was others. I did stay breastfeeding until he was a year old, but it it definitely, I think, triggered some things for me, and that was tough, but, you know... We were doing good. And so I had Warren on August 26th. And for those that don't know, I'm a photographer. And October 1st was my first wedding. An hour and a half away. That was eight hours. So I was gone for a whole day from him. So I had to pump. 
I was freaking out. He was only like six weeks old. And I really believe that October 1st is when my postpartum journey started. So it got really, really hard. I started working again. My daughter was involved in things like extracurriculars. We had church. My husband is very involved with the church and so am I. But I had to step back from a lot because of my son just having a baby and everything. And it, I started to really go into recluse mode. I didn't want to leave my home. And for those that know me, you know I'm a homebody. But it was like I didn't want to be with family. I didn't want to be with my friends. I just wanted to be home with my kids and even sometimes not with my kids because it was so overwhelming. So I went through the next few months and, you know, the whole time I kind of felt like I shouldn't complain because he was my rainbow baby and he was such a gift and, you know, my, I was living the life I prayed for. I really, I really was and I really am now, but I was really struggling and not many people knew it. I can honestly say that probably just my husband, my sister and sister-in-law and maybe like one or two friends really knew how bad it was. And I was just kind of lost because I felt like I wasn't even needed on this earth. If it weren't for my baby needing to breastfeed, then there would be no reason for me to be here. And even that would be okay because he could have formula. And so I was starting to see as I kind of, you know, took a step back from church and photography that it felt like I wasn't needed. Roles were being filled at church, which I was so thankful for, but I wasn't as involved as I had been. And my husband was rocking the dad life, so I felt like they didn't really need me. And I remember I came home from a wedding that I photographed and my mom had kept the kids that day and I came, I came in and sobbed to her and was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so sad all the time. I, I just, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. And, you know, I never thought about hurting myself, but I definitely felt like if something happened to me, life would be fine. And um, not a lot of people know that. And as I've shared my postpartum story now with people, a lot are shocked that I ever felt that way. Because if you know me, you know that I'm excited and fun and love to love on people and celebrate. And so when they would see me at church, I wouldn't show that side of me. And it would go away. But you know, lurking in the back, it just felt like I was crashing. And I really lost who I was in a lot of ways. And I'm very thankful that there was people that knew there was something wrong with me without me having to say there was something wrong. And, you know, I don't say all this for pity. I say all this because sometimes you don't realize how bad moms are hurting. It's a, it's a lot. Hormones are crazy. And, you know, the world is shifting. You know, I went from having a daughter who was almost five who could do everything ourselves. We just, we did whatever we wanted to then having a baby who breastfed every two hours and cried. And me and my daughter 
couldn't do as much as we once did. And it was a big adjustment for me. I didn't love my body. I felt gross. And, you know, I don't know what your season is, but maybe maybe you are in a season or have gone through a season where you don't even know who you are anymore and you have lost a lot of hope. And I went through that um, probably more than once, but especially with my postpartum. And so... I want to say that, yes, there are people that can notice what's wrong with you, and I'm very, very thankful for that because my mom and my best friend and my husband were really, really adamant on checking on me because they knew something was wrong because I wouldn't say this out loud, but I would I would literally pray to God, God, you can... Like something can happen to me because my kids and my husband deserve someone better and things will be better. And, you know, I say that now and it sounds so crazy because my, yes, my kids and my husband, you know, could do life without me, but they need me right now in the sense of God gave me to them to love on them, shepherd them and support them. And so um, I want to say that you need to let people in. You need to let them know how you're hurting. You need to let them know something is wrong because people do care. I promise you that at least one person cares, even if that one person is me. But God has and will place people in your life to love on you and shepherd you and mentor you and want to help you walk in your journey of healing. And so I want to say first and foremost, like you have to let people in, even when it's hard, even when it's scary, you have to, you have to let someone in that will be life giving and that will, you know, just give you the word of God and and combat Satan with God's truth. Um, This one lady, I know she shared um, her testimony and in her testimony, she said that she reached out to some people and she said they weren't in their spiritual pajamas. And I love that phrase because you need to reach out to people that are not in their spiritual pajamas. They need to be ready to go to war for you. They need to be ready to go into the throne room for you because sometimes you need people carrying you into the throne room and covering you in prayer. And so please let people in, find people that you can trust and that love the Lord will help guide you in the right way. And, you know, be in the Word of God, whether it's a daily study, a small devotional, you just listening to it, you need to be in the Word, and you need to have worship music playing. I could not have made it through any situation in my life if I did not have worship music. And I have a playlist that you can access on Spotify or Apple Music, but you need worship music. That is how you fight your battles. And so I want to say that like those are so important to just surround yourself in um, God's word and worship music. But I want to go a step deeper into three things that truly helped me through my postpartum journey. And again, I don't want to emphasize on where I was struggling, but I want to emphasize on the tools that God gave for me to be where I am now. You know, um, it's been a year since I've had my son and, um, I seriously can't believe how far I've come and it's only through God because 
now I actually like myself. And I know that sounds silly, but I do. And I actually find meaning in my ministry of a mother. My son, you know, there's there's a lot that was hard with him. But I will say that my son helped me validate myself as a mom. He helped me become the mom I'm supposed to be. Because, you know, with my daughter, I am her mom. And I made so many decisions. And I... I rocked it as a single mom and young mom, but I lived with my mom at the time, so she was a lot of help, and so my son, in some ways, is like a first kid, because I came, you know, home to a husband instead of my mom to help me, and so I really had to trust my mama good, but it is truly amazing to see where I was to where I am now. And to be able to share with others that because, again, your season might not be postpartum. It might be something else. But you don't have to stay where you are. You know, God is ready to move with you through this valley and take you on a mountaintop. And I'm going to be honest, the mountaintop will not last long because you can't stay on a mountaintop long. The valleys are usually longer and going up the mountain is. But that's where the most growth happens. That's where there's beauty in the hurt because... Yeah, mountaintop is beautiful that you see everything and see what you went through to be where you are now. But as you walk through the hard, if you're a hiker, if you walk, I'm not a hiker, but my husband is. But if you walk up the hard, if you hike up a mountain, you see all this beautiful stuff along the way. And sometimes we forget to appreciate that, but it truly is there for us. And so, um, you know, first and foremost, I wanted to share that you have to let people in. You have to surround yourself with the Word of God and worship. But um, specifically, I want to share three things that really helped me through my postpartum and really just season of hopelessness and just even devastation, which is so weird to say because of the life that I was living that I prayed for. But that's where Satan comes to attack. He attacks in the craziest of ways. And so the first thing that, that I had as a resource was counseling. And so I this I had been thinking about counseling for a long time but just wasn't sure if I was going to go and finally my mom and my best friend were like Emily you have got to go to counseling because you're not okay. And I don't think you have to not be okay to go to counseling. I think counseling's for everybody. I still go but that was a part of why I went. And so I started going to a Christian counselor and I went to a female and she was and is amazing. She really helped validate my feelings and help me work through things. And I've done so much better on not spiraling since seeing her. And, you know, the Bible even says in Proverbs 1, 5, it says, let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. And, and you know, again, in chapter 19 verses 20 it says listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future and so counseling is so important and maybe you can't afford to go to counseling a quote-unquote counselor but there are leaders and mentors within the church because I'm telling you so much of what I've learned in the past since I've been to counseling, I started going in January. So in the past 10 months, 
I was able to learn then and use now and will continue to use and hopefully even use as I parent my kids and help be a better parent for them and leader within the church. And so I 110% recommend counseling. That helped me so, so much because it was a safe place to share where I was hurting. And I just, I cannot recommend it enough. And so number two is at our church, we do small groups. We don't have Sunday school, but we meet throughout the week and study either a Bible study or we read a book, you know, whatever your small group is for. And you don't have to go to my church or a church to have a small group. You can just make a small group. And if you want more questions about that, you can contact me. But I will say that like my small group was so vital to my growth and healing because Um, in January, I started going to counseling and then in February, I started a small group and we met at Starbucks on Wednesday nights and it was five or six of us and we walked through 40 days through the Bible with Lisa to curse, which was amazing. And I can honestly say that for those two hours or so of the week, drinking coffee and reading the word with a bunch of ladies was one of the best parts of my week because I got to get away from my home And I got to just dig into God's word and be intentional with him while filling others up and getting myself filled up. Because, you know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4 and Genesis 2 that it's not good for us to be alone. It's it's better if two or more are there, you know. Two are better than one. And if you have a three, it's not easily broken. And so a small group is just, I, I can't say enough things. I I will honestly say that if it weren't for counseling and small groups, I don't know if my journey would have been healed as quickly as it was because God specifically put that counselor and put those women in my small group in my life to help build me up during that time. Those women in that small group are still in my small group now, some of them, and it's the fall. So they've been in three of my groups now. And they just would encourage me. We would ponder the word of God. Oh my goodness. It was just so amazing because small groups just work. Small groups is where life happens. And that is where a lot of my life was restored in that season. And so number one is counseling that helped me through the season. Number two is small groups. And number three, and this might be a little silly, (laughs) but number three was hobbies. They were quick escapes for me. I am a to-do list person. I am a feel like I have to do, I'm a people pleaser. I feel, I overthink, so I feel like I need to do everything for everyone, and I need to make sure no one's feelings are hurt, and don't worry, we will have an episode on that soon, because I'm recovering from all of this, (laughs) but Hobbies were really hard for me because I felt like if hobbies weren't making money or productive, then it was a waste of my time. But the Lord opened my eyes, especially in the summer, so um, almost a year after my son was born, to take on hobbies. I was really slow with photography. I was thinking about taking on the job that I'm in now part-time, and so this past summer, I spent it reading and gardening. And I can honestly say that it was amazing. I read so many books, and I will say that now during the school year, it's a little bit harder because I am busier with photography and 
work, so I'm hoping at Christmas break I can really sit and read some more. But hobbies were great, and I will even put in this little thing that's not a hobby, but quick little escapes are great too because I would wait for my husband to get home and I would say, I am leaving and going to get a blue Gatorade from the gas station. I will be back. <laughs> and so I would make sure the baby was fine and I would leave. But sometimes you just need a little escape. And I know a gas station doesn't sound like an escape, but for me, it was. But you know, the enemy will make you feel like you can't do anything for yourself, especially as a mom. And that is just a lie because God said he, we are meant to have abundant life in John 10, 10. And I do believe that verse can be taken advantage of, but it, it, it is true that God wanted us to have fun. And so I gardened this summer and it was so great. I gave vegetables to people. My daughter and I had so much fun doing it. And it was so good to watch God grow something. And my daughter and I would speak life into those plants and we would pray over the plants. And it was just a fun journey with her. And then even reading, I read a lot of Francine Rivers, which is Christian fiction, and it helped even grow um, my just relationship with the Lord as I read more fun stuff about Christ and people's, you know, their fiction, but she depicted people as Christians and it was, it was so great. And so I definitely want to say that as a mother or whoever you are, you can have your own hobbies and don't be lazy, obviously, but you know, take time to rest and do things that fill you up. And for me, reading and gardening were it. And so um, those were the three things that really helped me in my postpartum season, uh, counseling, small groups and hobbies, and of course, the word of God and worship time. But I really want to share that, you know, this is, this is specific to my postpartum journey, but I believe the Lord taught me all of this because of seasons that are to come later on or just to mentor other ladies that are in front of me that need it because I believe no matter what season you're in, you do need counseling, whether it's going to an actual counselor or it's going to a mentor. I do believe you need a small group. I lead a women's small group almost every semester and it is so important to me and I do believe you should have hobbies and enjoy life the life that God has given you and it might be baking it might be going on walks it might be running I don't understand that but it might be but these three things I believe God put in my life in that season and for future seasons to help grow me and you know, I also want to say that a lot of boundaries helped me during my postpartum, and I plan on sharing this in another episode, but reading the book Good Boundaries and Goodbyes during the spring was really helpful for me in my postpartum journey, and I would recommend that. But I hate to know that I felt the ways that I felt about myself this past year, and I hate to know that other women do, but I also know that it's part of my story. And like I've said before, I'm not meant to go through things to be weak or just leave it there and be stagnant. I'm meant to go through things to be strong in the Lord and in, in His Word and in His purpose-driven path He has before me. And so I don't know what season you're going through. You know, if you're going through a postpartum season that's harder you did, I would love for you to share it with me. I would love for you to either email me or 
message me on Facebook or Instagram and just share your journey with it. Or maybe you don't have postpartum, but you can understand bits and pieces of this episode and how it relates to your story in a way. And let me know what helped you. I would love to be able to share that with other women because it is so important because we're not meant to do life alone. And the enemy will make us feel like we're the only ones that feel the way we do or nobody cares about us. And that's just not true. It's not. God created us as a people. We are the capital C church. We are all his people. It's not a building. It is me and you. Sister, we are in this life together and I'm here to cheer you on and to help get you out of your hole because if it weren't for especially my mom and my sister-in-law, my best friend helping getting me out of my hole, I would not be here today because if you would have told me a year ago to start a podcast, even though I wanted to, I would have laughed in your face because I would not think that anyone would listen. But the Lord just had that season for me to learn and grow to be in the season that I'm in now because I do value the life that I have now and I'm thankful for the ministry that's right in front of me of motherhood and a youth pastor with my husband and a small group leader and that's you too. God has a beautiful ministry right in front of you and your story is going to help so many people. So I would love to hear back from all of you, like I said, and I am so thankful that you tuned into this episode. I'm so thankful that you let me share this. I hope that it was helpful to you. Uh, I, if it was, let me know. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Send me an email if you want, but also check out my website and just subscribe. And I can't wait to talk to y'all next time. So dear God, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to share my story. I thank you, Lord, that today I can stand here and say that while the the valley was hard, I'm just so thankful that you brought me to where I am now, Lord, and that you didn't leave me in the valley, at the beginning of the valley, you walked with me through the valley and you put people in my life to love on me and shepherd me. And Lord, you brought hope back into my life and you brought purpose. And I thank you that my postpartum journey, it can, it can help others, Lord. And I thank you that during it, I was broken and struggling, but Lord, you are such a gentleman that you just waited and you pulled me in as I was ready and you brought me through it to come back to hope, restoration, and redemption. And I thank you so much for all that you have done in my life. And I pray for the woman that is listening to this, that needs any of this, Lord, I pray that if she needs a counselor, you put that woman in her life to love on her and mentor her. Lord, I pray that you, you, put a small group in her life or she creates a small group and you give her that initiative and that um, just inspiration, Lord, that so she can be filled up. And Lord, I pray that she does not feel guilty about the hobbies that she wants to have or does have, Lord. Let her pursue them in your glory. And Lord, I just thank you so much that you don't leave us where you are, but you take us in it. And Lord, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Again, I'm so grateful that you joined me today. And if you have any feedback, I would love to hear it. And just remember that through every season, God is still good. <laughs>